0: The following podcast is a mass media production.
1: Hi, I'm Josh Galindo.
0: And I'm Crystal Galindo. Welcome to the Going Galindo Rugrats and Renovations podcast.
1: A lifestyle podcast where we will offer our experience and expertise in building real, lasting wealth through renovating and flipping homes.
0: And the chaos that comes with balancing a family of six, leaving nothing unsaid.
1: Follow our wild ride we call life and apply our lessons to your own journey.
0: Good morning. Welcome to season three, Going Galindo Rugrats and Renovation podcast. Today, our episode is going to be fun. Um, we talk about all the horror stories. Well, I guess Josh talks about all the horror stories. Um, that Not all of them, but a lot of the good horror stories that happened in his flipping career.
1: Yeah, certainly not all of them, but the, the ones that were noteworthy. <laughs> the ones that
0: really resonated, you know? The ones
1: that made it home <laughs> and disrupted your life as well.
0: First, we're going to get a word from our sponsor, and then we'll get into those shocking details.
1: All right. I'm excited. All right. (laughs) Adulting is hard. You know what shouldn't be hard? Buying a house. Robert Coomer is a stand-up guy that does what he says he's going to do. He's helped us and our friends buy and refinance houses for the past 15 years or so. Every time we know we're getting the best service possible, and the person on the other end of that phone call has a smile on their face, and that leaves a smile on ours. So call Robert Coomer. He does all the heavy lifting for you so you can worry about the more important things. Like, what kind of wine pairs well with leftover pizza? Seriously, give him and his team a call at 702-850-2000. You won't regret it.
0: When you're selling a home, it's all about making a first impression with those potential buyers. The House of Vegas understands that. They will stage your house using high-quality furniture, and it'll make your buyers never want to leave. Do yourself a favor and reach out to Thomas at the House of Vegas. They know time is money, and they will act quick. Their number is 310-503-3611.
1: Now, so horror stories of flips. Sorry. Why are horror stories of flips worth noting? Not to scare people. No. I don't want to scare anybody, so I want to start with that. But also to debunk this myth that flipping is a perfect, easy money Right. Don't you, I love these commercials. Flit, start getting into the flipping business. Don't use your own money. No risk and work part time.
0: And nothing ever goes wrong, <laughs> ever.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Come to my cinema, seminar and give me $45 and I'll change your life. Every
0: right. house is the same.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking crazy. Anyway, so um, what I'd like to do is just shine some light on the reality of flipping, which includes some horror stories and really uh, um, obnoxious, crazy mm-hmm. events around houses.
0: Yeah, I think I think it makes it like I know in the moment it's not exciting, but it, it makes it something to talk about later. That's kind of exciting.
1: Uh, oh yeah, yeah yeah, totally. Yeah. No, it, it it's just like any terrible experience yeah. in your life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it sucks in the moment, but it's definitely it, but worth later. Talking it's like about wow, yeah. I have
0: something to talk about.
1: <laughs> All right, what was the one that you remember me coming home to and thinking that I was going to have a heart attack over?
0: I mean, there's a couple that I thought you were going to have a heart attack over. I mean, I know we talked about the freezer lady, but I think the one that's actually scared me, that I was like, how is this even possible, was the, the one that you guys completely renovated it, but you didn't have to go in the attic for any reason. And then you send an inspector, because you always have an inspector go for your houses, so you know what they're going to come up with so you can fix it before there's a buyer in place. And the whole attic was, looked like it had been set on fire.
1: Like Duck previously. Arrow. Yeah. <laughs> Duck arrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, so –
0: And I remember you called me, and I was like, what? <laughs> how is that even possible? Do you remember possible? what I said?
1: Do you remember the conversation vividly?
0: Um, I just remember saying, like, how did this get missed? And you're like, well, there's no reason to go in the attic. But that everybody saw it, but they thought you knew about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> And yeah. I'm like,
1: and you right. thought you All knew about the, it and you just left no, it? No, you're like, right. It, it, to, to add context to the everybody knew about it statement, yeah. everybody on my team yes. had seen it yes. and thought I was aware of it. yes. My in-house handyman, <laughs> my construction coordinator, the only person that didn't was the contractor on the job and right. me. I mean, right. I was like, Holy, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, we literally sent somebody out there to paint the fascia. And as he's painting the fascia, he sees the charred wood. And he's like, hmm. Guess they, uh,
0: Guess they just want to paint over it. <laughs> just like, paint
1: over charred wood.
0: Like, no, you can't do that.
1: So how did that story go down? I'm going to tweak a little bit of what you just described there yeah. and uh, add, I think, the the way it actually went down. Um, so we had renovated it, as uh-huh. you said. Um, you know, I'm sorry. We bought the house. It was tenant-occupied. It had uh, tools and car parts, like, to the ceilings. Mm-hmm. And so we we work with the tenant to get out. They leave. They leave all that crap behind. We end up having to trash it all out. So really, when I walk the property, I'm actually a believer that hoarders, to a certain extent, I'm sure everybody's got a story that would contradict this statement, but um, hoarders, I believe, a part of their hoarding preserves the home. As crazy as that may sound. (laughs) Well, if, if their walls are full of boxes. Yeah. Um, not mm-hmm. garbage. Garbage will then you get insects different. and rats and yeah. all that other stuff. But hoarders, like, materialistic stuff. The boxes almost insulate the, the carpet, the drywall. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy because when you get it out, it's like, this house is actually pretty clean. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so we bought that house, uh, walked through with the tenant, blew through it. I'm like, it's a hoarder. Once you get all this stuff out, it will be a good house. In a nutshell, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Got all their stuff out, went through it as a super easy rehab. Um, we go to put it on the market. We immediately get more money than we thought. So we're like, this is a great deal. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. It worked out really well for us. Um, and then the buyer's inspector goes oh, and does a, the okay. inspection. That was the only tweak to the story. Yeah, I didn't
0: remember it exactly. But
1: but you are right that we do have homes pre-inspected. But um, not that one. That's actually a, a market condition um, tactic that oh, okay. we use. And in that market, we didn't need to do that. Okay. So... Um, So the buyer's inspector goes into the attic and just stops immediately at the attic access panel, sends pictures to the buyer's agent. Buyer's agent texts me and says, did you know that the attic is completely burnt out? And I'm like, what?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're like, you're at the wrong house, bro.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's at
0: the wrong address. I'm
1: thinking like burnt marks because sometimes the furnaces will overheat or Mm dumb stuff like that, and they'll kind of like heat up a space, and then heat up will result in like a black mark.
0: Yeah.
1: Not, they call it alligator skin. It was when a piece, a two-by-four gets charred so bad. Okay. So I rush over there. I get into the attic. I'm like, holy shit. I'm walking around in it, and it is charred. It mm-hmm. is charred. It's charred, and then there's reinforcement beams um, put next to all of the charred wood, and then everything is kills uh, to the best of the ability. What is
0: killed they,
1: they, they kills is like an encapsulating type of paint. Okay. So it encapsulates smell. It encapsulates stains. Oh. It's kind of a sealant in a sense, but for okay. paint.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. So everything's kills, and I'm like. This is first. This is dangerous. Yeah, you know, you can only imagine. You know, 10, 15, 20 roof tiles. I would argue an average person would struggle to pick that up. Right. Think of many so roof the tiles weight, are on a roof.
0: Yeah, and the weight <laughs> of that on those charred. Right. Wood, yeah.
1: So why that's so crazy? I want to add a little context to that. Why is this such a big deal? Hmm. So to fix this, you have to rebuild all of the trusses. Now, trusses could be manufactured, kind of prefabricated mm-hmm. in a warehouse, and then generally speaking, they are um, trailered to the job site and then craned onto the house.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they're prefabricated to the specs necessary to support the future weight of the tile, the roof, etc. Well, to do that would have been astronomical. Mm-hmm. Because what does that look like? You got to think of it like a, like a muffin with a top. Mm-hmm. It's like someone peeling the whole top of the muffin off, and then waiting for someone. So now the whole house is exposed. Yeah, a fully renovated home at that right. b- at that point, right, um, is exposed to all of the elements: dust, rain, and of course, mm-hmm. it had to be like monsoon season, and all this went down, <laughs> and it really was. Um, so we obviously couldn't opt for that option. So how right. do we resolve it? And this just talks. This this goes into. While it's a horror story, I think it's good to to, to know what the level of tenacity that you have to have to be able to conduct this business
0: mm-hmm.
1: is you have to f- have the strongest figured out muscle ever. Yeah. And thankfully my muscle has been exercised plenty, <laughs> so it's pretty good and I'm sure it'll get better because I'll get thrown more curveballs. balls. But um, how do you preserve the existing truss mm-hmm. or remove the charred stuff and then rebuild it? Because all of, here's what the crazy visual is, is the trusses, you know, have all the, the, right. It's the tic-tac-toe thing of yeah, the yeah, A-frames. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The electrical weaves its way through it. The HVAC ducting weaves its way through it. Yeah. So if I rip them off, now I've got to rewire the entire house. Mm-hmm. I have to re-plumb um, all of the ducting for the HVAC mm-hmm. and arguably re-plumb the gas line and re-plumb the plumbing.
0: Right. That's a lot.
1: <laughs> it's, I'm rebuilding 35%, 40% of the house. Right. So what do we end up doing? We end up ripping off all the tile, pull off all of the uh, all of the um, plywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, we peel back the house. We expose all of the bad trusses. We find an engineer to draft um, uh, plans mm-hmm. and uh, recalculate specs. That because believe it or not, you can repair this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be replaced. So the pieces that were really bad had to be removed mm-hmm. and then repaired. Mm-hmm. And, then now we ha- and then the other thing is, is you can't just do this quietly. Right. And, and I would never encourage doing it quietly because you want to make sure everybody knows what they're getting into, right. a.k.a. the future buyer, because this is a lawsuit that would be in the newspapers if this house fell down. Right. So now you get the city involved, which then then you have to pull permits, which requires mm-hmm. inspections. So we're having to rebuild all these trusts, pull permits. And uh, long story short, I rebuilt the whole roof and uh, was able to do it without replacing all of the trusses. Then I put the plywood back on, I put the tiles back on. I had all of the engineering reports, all of my permits I had pulled, and a full blown disclosure as to what had happened to the home. And I resold it. And as wild as this is, we still pulled out 10 grand out of the house. <laughs> That's good. That <laughs> is wild. <laughs>
0: And now the house is stronger than it was before. <laughs> and now before.
1: the house is, yeah, <laughs> bulletproof. So, so that's, uh, that was duck arrow. Yeah. Yeah, that was a wild, uh, a wild ride. And that took like seven months to do. Thankfully, the purchase price was super low, so the carrying cost wasn't very expensive to hold it all that time. Um, what did I learn from that? Now, it would be a great statement to say every house I go into the attic, but to this day I still don't.
0: Right, because the inspectors will. Yeah, I mean.
1: and what I think something with the flipping is is that if every time something wrong happened, you create a system and a procedure around it, it would handicap your ability to execute quickly, which mm-hmm. is a key component to flipping, Um so drastically that I don't think you'd be able to acquire property. Yeah, and
0: there's there's too many variables that, out there that you would to prepare for, to prepare for, to financially prepare for. Like you, yeah, you want to be able to find a house because you're preparing for all these things to happen.
1: Right. When in reality, if we've done 800 homes, one has had a burnt out attic. Right. So do you really change your whole life to avoid
0: accommodate that? Yeah. You know,
1: a burnt out attic. Hopefully, that never happens again. But yeah. um, if it does, then hopefully it's every 800 homes well, and I can afford that.
0: And I would say most people that have fires and get insurance money usually repair the house correctly.
1: Right. That was the worst <laughs> they don't part. They do not
0: scam no. the next person that's going to buy it and the, keep the money. <laughs> I
1: don't, it was crazy. Well, let's talk about another one.
0: Another one. Okay. So I can think of two. So one, I don't know if it's necessarily a horror story, but um, I can't remember the name of the street. It began with an A but like people kept bringing, breaking in and we were on our way to watch the monster trucks at the
1: Was it 7th Street?
0: No. Um, we were on our way to watch the monster truck show whatever yeah. on the other side of town mm-hmm. and someone broke in right then and you saw it on your camera and you drove down there because they stole the camera and then we were with the police.
1: Was I, mean, I think was that a, I think it was Applin.
0: Applin. Yeah. yeah. And we caught
1: them. Yeah, so these guys broke in. So something that we do is we have cameras at all of the properties. Um, it helps for uh, construction. It helps for maintaining um, accountability with the contractors. Mm-hmm. It helps with uh, – um, and, then, and, then, and then vandalism and theft. So this house, they break in. I was so pumped. I was so pumped and so thankful that we caught these guys.
0: Yeah, yeah. They
1: break in camera starts going i see his hand grab for the camera
0: and puts it on his face and then it (laughs) like goes black
1: right so i uh i call my construction guy or actually at the time my partner danny Mm -hmm. however you want to word it i call danny jones and i go dude get to applin right away he thankfully is within a reasonable distance to the property he calls the cop, or we are on the hold on hold with the cops he blows up he rolls up to the property and uh The best news was we were able to catch them. Right,
0: right. They were in
1: handcuffs and they went to jail.
0: And we were with all the kids and we were on our way to Monster (laughs) Truck and we are like, oh, derailed. Okay, we have to stop at a house first. But then the kids were like, oh, the police. And they took pictures (laughs) with them and they they were okay with that.
1: Yeah, our kids get to witness a lot. (laughs) So, yeah, that was Applin. Um, That was the most successful... Uh, story because we were able to catch the bad yeah, guys. Yeah, we got
0: the camera back and the SIM card, yeah, too, right? Yeah, we got the, cam- the
1: $480 camera.
0: They threw out the SIM card. We found that. Yeah yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, All right, give me another one.
0: Um. Okay, what about that one that it seems like it was like maybe a drug house or a mob house that underneath... The house, it was, like, almost like...
1: So that was Algonquin.
0: crawl spaces Okay.
1: Algonquin is a home down in Paradise Palms,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which arguably was um, the place to live at that time um, that it was I'm built. Like,
0: okay. I'm like, what time?
1: Uh, you know, whenever... the When they were newly built, that was the place to live, Paradise Palms. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of a duplicate of Palm Springs, California. Okay. So, um... And in that era, I think there was a lot of mafia stuff going on in mm-hmm. the old school Vegas. So we relocate the HVAC, which required us to move a closet. Okay. And when we moved this closet, um, we but saw a hole.
0: I was going to say, there's a hole in the
1: ground. And there was a hole in the ground. <laughs> okay. So then we're like, no big deal, there's yeah. a hole in the ground. And then so it's an older house, it's like an older can, house. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the water it away. I don't know why it was, but there was a hole and underneath the foundation. So then we jump in the hole
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we see that the hole keeps going. So then we're <laughs> like, okay, that's weird. So now you got to put your thinking cap on. Mm-hmm. How do you safely rebuild this house so that the you know, foundation is sturdy? Right. So we go and get some dirt. And we shove some we start putting dirt in there. It's like ton, ton dirt uh, ton number one of okay. dirt. It, the hole just absorbs it.
0: The it, whole ton.
1: The whole ton, like easy.
0: Like you know, it was almost like you didn't even add it. Didn't
1: even add it. <laughs> okay, then, yeah. then ton number two. Didn't even add it. And then it just starts so then I start getting reports back from the house that the the tunnel's bigger. Oh, this tunnel my goodness. was so big that they it was unsafe to send a guy down from the one access point. Because think, like, if he went down and started walking and got too far, what if, you know.
0: Right, right.
1: So we had to cut holes.
0: All across the house? All
1: across the house so that there was different access points. Oh,
0: my goodness. To
1: refill all of the dirt underneath the house.
0: How much does it cost for a ton of dirt? Uh,
1: Nothing. Okay. You know, just regular, you know, waste-type dirt. I don't know, 25 bucks or something like that. How many
0: tons did you need?
1: I think it was like 16, 18 tons. It was a lot.
0: Oh, my God. And it wasn't
1: the cost. It was the amount of dirt that had to be put back in to... To fill in all of these access hallways, that I, and so for fun, we have no idea, but for fun, we speculated that they were probably holding drugs down there or
0: something, some yeah.
1: money, or whatever well, it what was. What's crazy
0: to think is like, how did they get the dirt out? I feel like it's easier to fill it, but mm-hmm. how did they get that dirt out? What does that look like? Think about that. Where did they put 60 tons
1: of st- <laughs> You know, that's a hell of a visual. <laughs> yeah, no, pulling that out would have been brutal. No, so that one was uh, that one was downtown. That was a scary thought. I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Is the house sturdy?" Blah blah blah. But mm-hmm. we were able to pack it back in nice and tight, and uh, covered up the holes. And um, that was actually a great house. Mm-hmm. Sold, made a bunch of money on that one too.
0: All right, so the other one I can think of is the one that's over, kind of Silverado Ranch by my parents' house, and. The it was like back in like the foreclosure days. So this guy was foreclosed on. Oh my on. gosh,
1: Bondino. Yes. But keep going.
0: And you had to go to court to try to get him out, and the court was being very sensitive to him and gave him more time, and he totally took advantage of it. And oh my gosh. Wrecked. wrecked. The house It's so, like an understatement. Yeah.
1: So I'm super amateur flipper at the yeah. time. Uh, limited experience mm-hmm. in, in the game, um, learning how to do it, new investor. Yeah. So on pins and needles, concerned yep. if, you know, the, if this investor is going to hang tight right. with their investment strategy. Um, and things were going good. Mm-hmm. So now I didn't want to mess that up. Right. So we buy this house at the auction. Um, go knock on the door. Guy answers. We tell him we bought it. Seems like a, reasonable gentleman says, Mm -hmm. I'm a truck driver. I need time. Um, and
0: you guys are understanding. So so. we
1: start to evict him just to keep the timelines that he's agreed to Uh and, uh, the official timelines. And then we, we trigger, um, the formal process with the eviction company,
0: which you have to do that to set a formal timeline that he has to follow instead of just a verbal
1: agreement. Yeah. Holds everybody accountable. Mm -hmm. So, um, so we get all the way to the point where, we, where he's supposed to move out, yep. and he doesn't move out. Then we, he's like, take we, me
0: to court. Or take what?
1: me to court. We proceed with the eviction. He shows up to the eviction, which is called contesting the eviction. Mm-hmm. He contests. The judge goes, we'll give you another 90 days. This is after we gave him like 45 days right, or an abundance like, of time.
0: And this is after he didn't pay his mortgage for how long uh, to get the house. imagine.
1: Years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Years. So they go, you've got 90 days to move out. So, what, to Crystal's point about always about it being located near her parents' house, we were often there because yeah. we, we were new parents and um, you know wanted love to help and blah blah blah. So every single time
0: we were at my parents', house we, we went by parents Bondino. house, we drove
1: by Bondino, and again because I wanted to ensure that the house was being protected so that I didn't lose my investor because mm-hmm. of a lack of effort on my behalf, um, I valued that relationship. Yeah. So I constantly checked on this house. I was looking mm-hmm. over the wall; pool was fine. Car in the driveway, looking in the windows, everything was fine.
0: Well, and you have to show a presence too that you're not like going away like this to the guy living there. Right,
1: that we're still present. Yeah. So day 90 rolls up, day 91 rolls up. Chris goes to court, we win the eviction. Chris, your investor. Chris, my investor at the time. Um, We we meet the guy at the house to transfer keys. Mm -hmm. The guy looked completely different. He'd look like he'd been hit by a bus. (laughs) And uh, he walks out hand, from the garage. It's a uh-huh. three car garage, two cars up. We're walking up the driveway. He's walking down the driveway. I don't even know if he handed us keys. I'm not going to say he did that because that would be too respectful. Yeah. He just looks at us and goes, Somebody broke in and vandalized it and just kept walking, got in his truck and left. Chris and I walk in the house. Oh my and God. we had walked the house prior. Yeah. It was a totally normal home. Chris and I walk in the house. No cabinets.
0: Not a single cabinet. Like, <laughs> like, no what does it take to take cabinets off the wall? <sighs> and then where did they go? Because you can't just, like, reconfigure one kitchen and put it in a totally different house. Like, that doesn't work.
1: Right. So no cabinets. Yep. All of the carpet had been bleached. He grabbed a bottle of bleach Mm -hmm. and either poked a hole in the top of it Mm -hmm. or bought multiple bottles of bleach and walked all over the house and bleached all of the carpet. Mm -hmm. And at the time, this was a time where you could just clean homes up and then resell them because they were in good condition when they got foreclosed on. Today, obviously, we replaced carpet everywhere. But so he bleached all of and the carpet. And you have to
0: think about the whatever six-month timeline that you guys didn't budget for for him to still continue to live there that right. the courts gave him.
1: Yeah, yep. the holding so costs yeah, associated the holding with, costs. with keeping it. hmm so he bleaches all the carpet. He steals the French doors. He stole the French doors. so now there's a huge six by eight hole in, in the, the wall on the, the back of the house.
0: Like what are you gonna do with those doors?? Right. He,
1: uh, he had shot the plaster with a gun, mm-hmm. the pool plaster so so there was a bunch of bullets in the bottom of the pool. Um, Plus the plaster had been destroyed. He had shot out the big, huge arch half moon uh, window, if you guys can visualize that, like in a vaulted Mm -hmm. ceiling. Huge. So that's an expensive window to fix. He shot that out. All of the wood flooring, which wood flooring, natural real wood flooring to to pull out and demo. Is an astronomical physical task.
0: Is it like tile? Just really, tiles really easy. Oh, really? Tile, I didn't know that.
1: Tile is a walk in the park. Okay. Because tile is is concrete. Anything that's super super hard mm. just cracks. For it's example, it's just really messy. The wood <laughs> easily splits, oh. and then it's glued and nailed down. So for this guy to have. And he, he, it's not like he demoed it for us. That would have been a favor. Yeah. He, it was perfect, beautiful, real wood. Yeah. He had used the, the, a pick, um, which was still in the property and an ax. I remember that I a pick and an ax, which are still laying around the wood area to just destroy and rip out like 40% of it, which this guy must've been on something to have done this level of damage.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: if you really think about it, when we said kitchen it did, doesn't end at kitchen that ends at counter that, that includes countertops, plumbing, appliances, cabinets, the flooring, the window, the mm-hmm. pool. I go into the master bedroom. He saved. had drilled holes in the bathtub like 80 I'm like, how long gun? did this yeah. guy sit here with a drill gun and drill into mm-hmm. the bathtub? So he yeah. drilled out all the bathtub.
0: He's like, here's your custom jacuzzi tub.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Just goes the other direction.
0: Yeah.
1: So, um, and then the worst part of it was where I learned a whole bunch of lessons here is the, um, the pool skimmer. This guy had thrown a bunch of rocks into the pool skimmer,
0: mm-hmm. turned
1: on the pool pump, And then mixed a batch of concrete. Like, think of all the work that goes into doing this. And as the pool is sucking the rocks into the pipe, he's pouring concrete into the pool skimmer. Mm -hmm. And then he fills it all the way up and leaves it. Which the
0: rocks were actually a blessing. The rocks
1: were the best part of that because it protected the pipes from the concrete. Unfortunately, the concrete still filled the pool skimmer all the way up. And the way that we got that out I learned I learned this is muriatic acid eats everything but plastic. okay so my pool guy would go there once a week, drill the concrete and pour a gallon of muriatic acid in it. Okay. let it work its way out, suck it all out with a wet vac
0: mm-hmm.
1: pour no- drill, 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 pour another uh, gallon of muriatic acid on mm-hmm. it and during the length of the rehab, which was probably on that house eight weeks. so he had to do that eight times. And remarkably, the guy was able to get all of the That's concrete crazy. out of the skimmer. Because if you think about it, when a pool, they got, it's called the coping, the concrete patch that goes around the, the top of the pool. Uh-huh. How do you get to a skimmer? You have to cut all of that concrete out, pull out the concrete, the skimmer, plumbing, and all the dirt, yeah. plumbing a new skimmer that line it up with the plaster and the tile and then put dirt back in and then rebar back in uh, yeah. the concrete. And then you've got to match all of the texture to the other stuff, which basically means you got to retexture all of it. Right. So for this guy to be able to get this concrete out was miraculous. Yeah. And, uh, I think on that house, the vandalism was so bad. I've never, I've claimed insurance twice on two flips. Um, we claimed insurance on that one mm-hmm. and actually they wrote us a check for 45,000. So, that worked out pretty well for yeah. us because that was the cost of the damage.
0: It was, and yeah. And then
1: so arguably you we got, got a free, free rehab. rehab. Yeah. Yeah. But that yeah. one was very scary. Yeah, that we was were a so <laughs> We were so angry. We were so angry because we were new. Now you just get robbed. You look at it like it's what it is. But yeah. at that time, we were so angry. We actually went and filed um, a police report
0: yeah. and tried
1: to pursue this guy and, and tried to find him and, and mm-hmm. see if we could put him in jail. Anyway... So that was Bondino. Yeah, that was,
0: that was a good one. <laughs> that was
1: a crazy house. Okay, give me another one.
0: All right. Um, What about, okay, I know we've talked about them before, but I don't remember how much detail you went into. But I, the one that I remember, I was like, I'm organizing my closet tonight, and you were going to help me with the <laughs> kids. And I was like, it's Sunday night, I'm organizing my closet. You come in, you're like, I got to go. I'm like, what do you mean you got to go? It's 9 o'clock on Sunday. He's like, was it? No, I want to say Tumblebrook, but it's not. That's now. Um, whatever house it was, you're like, we just got robbed at whatever house. Uh-huh. There's, it's closing tomorrow, and there's no plumbing fixtures. There's no carpet. There's no appliances. I'm like, what? Like, how is that even possible? So I just remember you had
1: to leave. So that story was thankfully.
0: I didn't this have is, to clean my closet anymore. <laughs> I'm just joking. This
1: is how that deal went down. So I think we uh, everything's acted. It's 6 o'clock at night, yeah. whatever it is. It's supposed to close Monday. Mm-hmm. So the buyer's agent calls me and goes, hey, I went to do the final walk because I wanted to be prepared for my, for my formal tomorrow. walk with yeah. the buyers tomorrow. Um, and I went to the house and the key didn't work. I'm like, what do you mean the key didn't work? That's weird. Mm-hmm. And this was when theft was really relevant mm-hmm. you know there was there, for crazy conversation there was actually a ring um a theft ring where these people were literally it was a, like group, a group of people yeah. that were it was a gang
0: <laughs> that
1: were robbing homes yeah and so i would always you know go on to craigslist and type in my appliance that i had uh
0: <laughs> that got stolen i got
1: stolen <laughs> to see if i could find it try to set the guy up to go buy it back and then catch him yeah What they were doing is they were stealing from Vegas, shipping everything to California and selling it to California. And they were stealing from California and shipping everything to Vegas and selling it on Craigslist here. And uh, I learned that because they got caught. So they don't get caught. But yes, they ended up getting caught. And it was a news article. That oh, I read no about. Way. That's how big it was.
0: Were they agents, or what were they? Just
1: I bet they had an inside agent because there was never in any of the homes that I've been broken into mm-hmm. and actually been robbed or, or, or stolen from.
0: There's no break. There was
1: never any sign of of uh, forced entry, ever.
0: So that means that they went to the house and left a window open, or left a back door unlocked, or something mm-hmm. like that.
1: I think what these agents or whatever the, the scandalous agent was doing is he'd go in on day one, crack the window, mm-hmm. wait eight, ten days. For other agents to check in to confuse the lockbox and then trigger the, the theft, yeah. So that and then we go back, and then I have to go and try to scrub eight agents to try to see who it was. And of course, yeah. that would never work. No, all right. So, so we're sitting enjoying ourselves on Sunday night. I get the call from the agent, says that the, the key won't work. I'm like, that's crazy, and And I want to close tomorrow. You're like,
0: come on. You guys can't figure out the key.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which happens often. So that's, yeah. (laughs) You can't get the lockbox open. The lockbox jammed. Um, All right. So I'm like, and again, all of this roots, my dedication and these amazing stories, which The reason they're amazing is because I overcame all of them. Yeah. The reason that uh, they they turn amazing is 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 the success story at the end. Mm-hmm. The success story at the end requires extreme dedication, and I've always cared dearly um, about my investors for many reasons. One, somebody is trusting me. Yeah. I value trust. Somebody's trusting me with millions and millions of dollars, mm-hmm. so that I can better myself, my family, and then they get you know rewarded for putting up the money. So when any of these catastrophic events happened, I didn't just take the back seat and call my investor and go, hey, um, this happened. Uh, What do I do? Like, could you imagine? No. I'd have gotten fired. Yeah, this is my job. I have to take these tasks on. Mm -hmm. So to ensure that this home closed and that the buyers could get in the next day, I left the house and I drove um, to that property. Mm -hmm. And, and And I'm looking around. I can't get the key to work, but the key's turning. That's okay. what's crazy. I'm like, it's, it's, it's turning 50%, but it's not going the whole way. I'm like, so it's not the key because I suspected that the key had been misplaced and the key being used was not right. the proper key for the lock.
0: Right, right, right. And I'm
1: like, it's turning. That's weird. There's something up. So I look, I go around the back and everything's dark.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, what's going on? I look in the windows and I'm like, is that a shadow? <laughs> that was the first thing I remember thinking. There is a huge hole in the middle of the carpet mm-hmm. that had been ripped out. I'm like, holy shit, there's a fucking... There carpets missing. Right. So then I, I know how to get into French doors of a front door. You know how my little yeah. trick is. So mm-hmm. I go back to the front and I break in. I go inside. The cabinet hardware mis- is missing. The appliances are missing. The kitchen faucets, mm-hmm. all of the faucets are missing. Yeah. The uh, chandeliers are missing. The ceiling fans are missing. The doorknobs are missing. Um, every like tedious fixture...
0: Yeah, like, missing. how long would that take? Like, how did they not get caught?
1: <laughs> right? And they ripped it all out like animals.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't so careful. Now
1: the master bathroom is leaking because they didn't turn off the angle stops. Now I'm worried about the, the cabinet bases warping. and So I immediately call the two guys that were working with me at the time, mm-hmm. and I go, get over here right now. we got to fix this. And as crazy as this is, I was able to grab material from a previous job mm-hmm. and uh, replace... All of the plumbing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: all of the ceiling fans and light fixtures, all of the cabinet hardware. I called my contractor. He was able to get the carpet guys there at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. They'd replaced all of the, the carpet. The last thing that was a major hurdle was this custom chandelier that we had bought and because this was before Amazon days.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. And yep. I go
1: to Lamps Plus, which is where I bought it. They don't like selling the display for obvious reasons because right. they can't resell it. Right. Right. And they're like, we can't get you another one. I'm like, I need that chandelier right there. And I need it like now.
0: And they're like, I know no. you never get no for an answer, but we're telling you no.
1: Long story short, I didn't get a no. I know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was able to walk out with that chandelier. Yep. The buyer rolls up at 11 a.m. and being For
0: their walkthrough.
1: being honest, Abe, that I am, I go, hey. I got to just communicate because what if word gets out? And I you know, now I look like a liar, and yeah. yeah, I look yeah, like yeah. a you know, I was pulling a fast one. I got to be honest. This house, you know, got robbed last night, mm-hmm. and all of this stuff was missing. Yeah. And it, the buyer could, understandably, couldn't even wrap his mind around the like, events what? that I was describing. <laughs> so he's kind of like, probably dismissed it like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and didn't even care mm-hmm. and moved on and 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 uh, and, so, and obviously closed and that was yep. it. Yeah. So in from 9 p.m. to probably 11 p.m. From 11 p.m. to 11 a.m. Arguably, I was able to rebuild a whole uh, all of the fixtures for a house, yeah. which includes a lot of different trades: plumbing, appliances. We had to go and mm-hmm. find um, carpet and uh, finish yep. work, and then all of the material as well. Yeah. So, and we closed and we still made great money on that house.
0: I remember, I think it was right around that time that that happened. Um, And right after Andre, he had a house that they stole like the cooktop. And yeah. so he called you. And he was freaking out. we're like, man, all these people breaking in and stealing stuff. And then he called you back like 10 minutes later. And he's like, I found it. They <laughs> left it into the, the big dumpster in front of the house. So he was able to get his cooktop back. I'm like, if that would happen. <laughs> yeah.
1: the, Andre Andre so is the luckiest lucky. guy on the planet. Yeah. They literally like, robbed him and then put it all in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> So so they were going to come back to get it is what right. my suspicion was. But, and then he just walks out front and it's all sitting in the You're Right. So you just had did. to
0: reinstall it all. <laughs> I'm like, that would happen. That would happen. That was funny though.
1: That was good. All <laughs> right. So getting robbed the night before we talked about that. Duck Arrow with the attic. We mm-hmm. talked about that. The murder, suicide. You know, I talked about that, but that was pretty early in the um, podcast mm-hmm. uh, episodes. So seasons and episodes. So maybe we go into that one again. Yeah. All right, lesson learned on that one.
0: Don't talk to the neighbors. Don't talk to the neighbors.
1: <laughs> so, uh on that house, long story short, cuz it is long. Yep. Uh, you we, bought
0: a house, you renovated it,
1: right? We bought a house from probate. It was a probate house. It wasn't a probate house. It was a probate house, and then all of a sudden it was just a, and it was a, a money house. It was mm-hmm. Picoli Ranch, single story, three-car mm-hmm. garage, mm-hmm. pool and spa. Um, cul-de-sac had all the bells and whistles that you want in a flip, mm-hmm. and uh, um, we end up getting it at a. It comes on, it looks beat. Yeah, but I looked at the history and I'm like, someone had just bought it. Now they're reselling it. And I'm like, whatever. I don't ask yeah. any questions. So I buy it, and then we're. I think we had a forty thousand dollars rehab. We're, we'll call it twenty thousand dollars in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Chris and I are in the street. We walk outside. The retired neighbor that's home 24 hours a day <laughs> walks over and goes, hey, guys, what's up? We're like, hey, what's up? You know, We're excited to tell him about the house, and we bought this. We're making it nice. Yeah. He goes, do you know what happened to the house? We're like, no, what happened to the house? Which we now I would go, I don't want to know.
0: I know, but don't you ever feel like –
1: You kind of want to know? Always, but I don't want to know anymore.
0: (laughs) I'm like, it'd be so hard to say, no, I don't want to (laughs) know.
1: What ended up happening is this story had happened, and then I was getting ready to buy another house at the auction, and I'm walking the house, and the neighbor's out front, and they see me scrambling to get in and up and down, and and of course, they'd seen 10 other investors do the same thing. So she calls me over, and she goes, do you know what happened in that house? And I was like, because I didn't quite... The the lesson from the murder suicide house hadn't quite set in, mm-hmm. so this is a little bit after that whole event had taken place. I walk over to her and I go, "What happened?" She goes, "They were heroin addicts, and he, uh, you know, tons of drugs going in and out of the house, drug deals going in and out of the house, and then the owner actually overdosed on heroin in the master bedroom." <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Okay, there's a pattern here. I'm not. Yeah. I'm done. I don't want to know anymore." Right. Right.
0: Right. So. Uh,
1: so. Um,
0: Anyways, back to murder yeah. suicide.
1: So I go, hey, what's uh, what's? Uh, you want to know what happened? I go, what happened? And he goes, well, you know, the uh, the husband kills the, the. They lived in the house. Husband kills the wife, uh, puts her in a freezer, mm-hmm. and then goes to the Philippines, uh, the or, Philippines or some Asian country um Vietnam or Philippines oh, okay, whatever it was okay. I feel like it, I was think Vietnam. it was Vietnam goes to Vietnam he works in Vietnam and he was coming back every 6 months to make sure that the power and everything was on and the house was being maintained it's
0: the power was on so that the freezer would stay on to keep her frozen right
1: so uh, i don't remember if these exact numbers i haven't told the story or i haven't reread the story in so long but i think it was 3 years
0: I feel like it was two. two.
1: Okay. So two years goes by. Yep. This guy comes back. I can only speculate what happens, but I think a piece of me wants to say that...
0: He tried to move. He it. tried
1: to move the body, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So then he feels so guilty or whatever happens that he calls the police, and he says, hey, I killed my wife. She's in the freezer. Um, I'm going to m- commit suicide in yeah. the master bathroom. Um, uh, do a wellness check. So the cops are like... <laughs> okay, yeah. So I'm sure they rush to the house. Sure enough, he's no longer alive. He's in the master bathroom, yeah. and there is a frozen body mm-hmm. in the house. And then the worst part was is so I Google the address, and I'm just going to say 123 Main Street, and it says 123, and then Google finishes it for me, 123 Main Street, and then it says murder-suicide. Murder, suicide. Yeah. <laughs> and then you click on it. It's the Las Vegas Sun, and sure enough, my house is there. They got a photo of the house
0: uh-huh.
1: with the, the corners coroner
0: in the driveway. In the driveway.
1: Yep. And then you start reading the article, and I guess it took 72 hours for the body to thaw because <laughs> it was so frozen um, for them to be able to do an autopsy and see how she died and this and that. So so that was another story about, okay, so how do you overcome that? Because yeah. that's, that's not necessarily a challenge to some people. Maybe maybe they just move on. But for me, there was a moral dilemma that I was stuck in with yeah. that house. I had visualized my kids sleeping in that house, going into the cul-de-sac to go and play with their friends. And grandpa across the street that retired has his grandkids over, and and they they know the story. And they mm -hmm. go, hey, do you know what happened in your house? Yep. This little kid now hears this gruesome story, and... has to know that he's got to go to sleep in this house. Yeah. So I was really worried. I was like, okay, how do we navigate this? The second thing was, is what level of disclosure do I have to make on a legal basis? Mm -hmm. So I ended up learning that unless the house killed the human being, meaning you're sitting in the dining room and the beam falls down and crushes your head, then you don't have to disclose the death.
0: Right. Because people die in houses all the time, time. really. uh,
1: that's, That's... what it, This this whole experience ended up bringing into a yeah. uh, clear perspective, which was, let's really break down the reality of this. Yeah. If every single person that died in a house had to disclose, the owner had to disclose that death, yeah. and people were afraid to buy them, think how many homes would just be, be bulldozed or empty. Right. So the reality is, is death is a part of life, and it yeah. happens. So, um,
0: but the people that bought it were from out of state, where there's like hundred, where their houses are hundreds of years old. So they're like, well, okay, someone died in it. Like they didn't really care, right?
1: That's right. And I'm actually gonna do something fun here. I'm gonna go look at the SRPD because okay. I remember I disclosed it. I want to see how I worded it. <laughs> we ended up going through three buyers. Okay, so I found the SRPD. The property shares common walls, fences with surrounding neighbors. Mm -hmm. The property is governed by an HOA with reoccurring fees. Mm -hmm. There were two deaths at the property approximately six years ago. Yeah, you're all, yeah, it's like oh, okay, cool, and then you hit that last line. You're like, yeah. what? And I would get so many questions about it, and I would try to massage it lightly. and, yeah. and then the news article didn't help because then you get a call back from the agent like, do you know what happened? <laughs> I read, I found it on Google. It's terrible. <laughs> anyway, all right. So those are the things. Uh, back to our original point. Yep. This isn't to scare you. It's to show nope. you that 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 bad things can go wrong um i hope that it's inspiring for Mm -hmm. you in the event that something bad does go wrong that it can always be overcame yep and uh if anything it just makes you a better stronger house flipper
0: yes good job babe
1: thanks bub. (laughs) thanks for hanging in there with me through all these that's the greatest part about it all is you get to have a front row seat to all the action and then
0: i don't have to fix it
1: (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) all right i love you honey love you All right, guys, that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for listening.
0: If you enjoyed the show, please rate, subscribe, and share our podcast. You can also connect with us on social media or at com.
1: Until next time, thanks again for listening.